And welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. As always, you can find me on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. Hope everybody is doing well and safe during this social distancing, which <laughs> seems like it's gone on forever. And uh, boy, does it seem like a very, very long time since there's been a meaningful sporting event to watch of any kind, really. And, um, well, the good news is that the NFL draft is only a few days away, and while they're doing it on the virtual level, it is still very exciting. So, um, of course, I'll have a full recap next week on the details of the draft and which teams and players were affected the most um, by the moves. So stay tuned for that in about a week. So, But today, I do want to discuss the top 12 running backs based on ADP, early ADP, which is average draft position. So basically what that means, it's where they're getting taken in most mock drafts that are being conducted as we speak. And ADP will change as things happen, like the draft and trades and free agent signings, but it's always good to look at where we stand now to get an idea of what we're looking at moving forward. So um, I'll break down the reasons behind why many of the players are going where they are, and I'll give you my opinion on whether or not I would take them there or if I would wait, um, or if I think they're a bargain at where they're going. So, um, But first, for those of you who enjoy relaxing outside with a drink or perhaps even a smoke, I want to take a minute to talk about a new podcast uh, hosted by a good friend of mine, a listener of the show, Gerald Anderson. Um, the show is called The Morning Smoke CLT, and he covers a vast array of topics that just about everybody can relate to. So join my boy G uh, for a thoughtful, provocative, and insightful conversation about the happenings of the world around us. He has a really good atmosphere, a good vibe. Um, he definitely talks about things that you can relate to. So I promise, tune in and you will not be disappointed. Again, that is the Morning Smoke CLT, and you can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any other platforms where podcasts are available. Now, on with the program. As I mentioned before, we're going to talk about the top 12 uh, running backs according to early ADP, and I'll, I'll provide my thoughts and analysis on each of them. So uh, we'll start at the top, of course, with Christian McCaffrey. Now, uh, McCaffrey had a historic season in 2019 from a fantasy perspective as well as from a football uh, perspective. Now, Carolina inked him to a four-year, $16 million extension, so they've locked him up now, making him the highest-paid running back in history. So there is no worry about any type of a holdout. He is going to be arguably the, the third down back, uh, the three down back in that system. So I, I don't see them making too many changes there. So um, there is little doubt that CMC will be the first player taken off of most fantasy drafts. Uh, so um, this seems like a no-brainer. But um, we've seen in recent years that it is next to impossible to finish number one back-to-back -back seasons. So, um, and in some cases, the decline can be pretty drastic. And I'll give some examples uh, in a minute. Um, now, I'm not saying that he's going to fall off a cliff or finish as running back 25 by any stretch of the imagination. But there are several factors that give me pause and hesitance to ranking him first overall and maybe pulling the trigger on taking him at that spot. So... Um, I mentioned some examples. Let's go back to 2013. Jamal Charles finished as the number one back, averaging a whopping 25.5 points per game in PPR formats. The next year, in 2014, 
He dropped all the way to seventh uh, before injuries derailed his career, and he never quite regained um, his form, his 2013 form. Um, just one year later, in 2014, saw DeMarco Murray lead the way for fantasy owners with 20 fantasy points per game, winning multiple championships over multiple formats for many fantasy owners. Um, he followed that up by falling out of the top 15 the following year, and after a trade to Philadelphia, then a move to Tennessee, he never regained his form in Dallas that he had in 2014. So uh, DeMarco Murray is another good example of somebody who was very, very high one year, and then all of a sudden uh, the wheels came off the bus. 2015 gave us the breakout performance of Devontae Freeman. Um, after finishing number one overall in 2015, Freeman never came close to those numbers again. Now, part of that can be blamed on Kyle Shanahan, who is notorious for crowded backfield situations, um, even when it's not necessary. Um, that's one reason why I'm leery of Roheem Mostert this season, um, even though I love his talent. But that is a story for another podcast. Still, Freeman has been anything but a top performer over the past five years. Um, moving on to 2016, another great example. David Johnson ran his fantasy owners to many league titles with touchdowns all over the place. Uh, I benefited from that myself, owning Johnson in a couple of leagues. Now, there was even talk of Johnson being a perennial 2,000-yard performer by catching passes out of the backfield and receiving. Um, since that amazing season, though, he struggled to hold on to any real value for fantasy owners, um, a combination of poor offensive line, lackluster play, series of, of injuries, they've all served to kind of sink his chances of finishing in the top 10, never mind sniffing that number one overall ranking. Last but not least, I give you Todd Gurley, um, who exploded in 2017 to average almost 26 fantasy points per game. Um, it seemed like every time he turned around, Gurley was blasting into the end zone for another score. His performance that year made Gurley the obvious choice for number one overall in 2018. Now, he did finish inside the top three overall in 2018, but he was hardly worth the investment of the number one pick in the draft. So while Christian McCaffrey is and should be considered uh, the number one overall pick at this point. History says that somebody else will finish in that spot. So um, I have my guess as to who that will be, um, and, and but I'm not going to reveal it now. That will have to wait until after the draft when I've had a chance to assess everything, and I will do my full running back preview. So make sure you tune in for that. I have a few hot takes on there, too, that uh, might raise some eyebrows. Um, but for now... We'll move on with the list. So the next two running backs are very similar, and, and their situations aren't exactly uh, unlike one another. So uh, the first, of course, is Saquon Barkley. After finishing number one overall um, in 2018, last year saw, saw Barkley crash down to earth, um, finishing just inside the top ten. Um, I was one of many fantasy owners who were burned taking him over uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, and I regretted that. Um, now, he is super talented. Um, in my mind, he is the most talented running back in the NFL at the moment. Um, and he will most definitely be that third down workhorse for the Giants. I don't know if I see him, though, as a top five running back or more specifically in the top three. Um, 
His numbers were much better with an aging Eli Manning under center than they were with Daniel Jones, who is now the uh, obviously the primary uh, play caller in New York. So we'll have to see how that situation plays out and if indeed his numbers can continue to grow uh, under Daniel Jones. Now, there is the fact that he missed a few games and he did play hurt for most of the most of the season last year. So he looks to be back in good health for 2020. He has the backfield pretty much all to himself and Jason Garrett comes on board to run that offense who had Ezekiel Elliott, who I'll talk about next, in Dallas. And I don't see where he's going to move away from Barkley. I think he'll use Barkley in much the same manner as he did Ezekiel Elliott. So things look good for Barkley. Barkley is a very, very good choice at number two or number three overall. So um, while I may be lower on him than a few other people that we'll get into at one, some point, you you can just basically grab him, run with him, and be confident in doing so. Now let's talk about the aforementioned Ezekiel Elliott. One can argue that he has been the most consistent running back over the past few seasons, finishing fifth and third in the past two campaigns. Um, Zeke has several things going for him, honestly. Um, Unlike Christian McCaffrey, and even to a lesser degree, Barkley, um, Elliott has the benefit of playing in an offense run by the same quarterback he's been with for several years in Dak Prescott. So, there there may be a new coaching staff coming in there with uh, Jason Garrett being let go, but I don't see that affecting Zeke and the, the role that he plays in that offense very much. I think they're going to rely on him to pound the rock, um, which will allow for the defense to play that honest, and then Dak can throw the football a little bit. So um, he has little to no competition for touches. Ezekiel Elliott, while not the sexiest pick in the world, could be the safest selection within the top five. Now we go to number four, and uh, before his injury last season, uh, late last season, Dalvin Cook was in contention to finish as possibly one of the top three running backs in PPR. Um, The Vikings traded away their top deep threat in uh, Stephon Diggs, which to me opens the door for more involvement for Cook in the passing game. Now, Alexander Madison showed that he was more than just an adequate backup, so that might lead to some sort of split in the backfield. However, I don't expect for it to be a big split, 65-35 at the ultimate maximum. So I still expect big numbers from Cook this season. So I say don't shy away from the upside, and you can take him with confidence early in the first round. Next up at number five, we have a guy that caught exactly 81 passes in each of his first three seasons, and that, of course, is Alvin Kamara. Last year, there was an argument for taking him first overall. When he finished way down at number nine, I consider that a bust. Um, Yes, it was a disappointing season, but um, there were injuries, there were subpar performances, and uh, that was sprinkled in with the inability to find the end zone. Um, Alvin Kamara finished with a paltry five touchdowns of all of last season. So uh, that number can only go up. Um, I, I do expect that his numbers will be better than they were last year. Um, and I was one of the many people who passed on Christian McCaffrey taking Kamara for the higher upside. Um, and I paid dearly for that. Now, um, he's a popular bounce back guy in 2020. So I am definitely, uh, I, I think that that's possible. Um, I see some red flags, and there are some red flags in that I don't know about his durability. All along, 
uh, Sean Payton has been saying we're not going to rely on this guy day in and day out to be a three-down workhorse, and they don't. But I think that his injury history, although not extensive, it's enough to uh, question his durability. So Latavius Murray is there. And while he's not going to light the world on fire, he plays that Mark Ingram role very well down there in New Orleans. So I think that they're going to be a one-two punch. Um, I do think the Saints are one of the better offenses in the uh, NFL. So um, I, I'm not saying that he is going to uh, drop by the wayside by any means, but I'm not sure how comfortable I am with uh, Alvin Kamara as my first pick uh, or my first running back. So I might rather take a chance on a guy... Um, a wide receiver at that spot rather than rely on a guy that only had four goal line carries all of last season. So um, if the top four on this list are gone, uh, it Cook, Elliott, Barkley, and McCaffrey, I think I'm going wide receiver, and then I will uh, I will take my chances with a running back in the second round. Um, those are just my thoughts. Um, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter if you'd like, FFKnowItAll, and let me know what you think. Um, and we'll move on to number six. Um, once Ryan Tannehill was named the starter in Tennessee, Derrick Henry was the running back two, second only to Christian McCaffrey. And I've always been on the Henry bandwagon. Um, he is an absolute monster, uh, talented and huge. Um, and, and when he turns up his speed, he is pretty fast. While not really a presence in the passing game, his ability to rip off long runs and a 200-yard performance always possible makes Henry a tasty option for fantasy owners. Um, in standard formats, I'll buy that. Um, in half or full point PPR, I'm not so sure about taking him this high. Um, the lack of catches is pretty scary for me. Um, I am expecting a little a bit of regression, too, uh, from this offense, which um, I, I don't think you'll see as many huge blow-up games as you saw at the end of last year. When the Titans were on a roll, most of his success came uh, was dependent on a successful game script. So... Um, I think Tannehill will come back to earth a little bit, and I think this offense will as well. So if the Titans are losing games, you can look for Henry to become less and less involved in the offensive game plan. And while I do like Henry uh, from a football perspective and still from a fantasy perspective, I can see a, a scenario where he finishes outside the top 10, yet there's that possibility that looms that he can finish inside the top five and challenge for the number one overall. I'm not expecting that to happen, but the scope of where he could finish is so broad for me that I don't know if I'm going to rely on him to be my first running back taken. So that's my opinion on Derrick Henry. Um, now moving on to number seven is where things really get interesting. Consensus ADP has Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers number seven among ball carriers. Um, now while he had several jaw-dropping performances in 2019, um, he, he totally destroyed me in a game in the middle of the season. Um, I was I was way up going into uh, the Packers game, and I, I ended up losing by about 50 points, if I remember right. But I got absolutely destroyed by Aaron Jones, so I remember it well. Um, he had numerous instances, though, where he lost his owner's weeks. He didn't even show up, uh, finishing with zero points, two points. Um, it, it just it, it was all over the place. So um, I, I, his numbers 
overall for the season were inflated by those monster games I mentioned earlier, having three and four touchdowns. Um, Now, it's enticing to grab the lead back in an Aaron Rodgers-led offense. There's no doubt about that. But Jones is so inconsistent that I cannot get behind taking him um, before guys like Joe Mixon or Kenyon Drake, to name a few. So give me those guys before you give me um, Aaron Jones, and and I will be more secure in the buildup of my, my team. Now, speaking of Joe Mixon, um, he is number eight on the list, and uh, last season... I was actually on the fence as to whether or not Mixon was even worth drafting um, or starting um, up until weeks five or six. Um, and, and at that point, he was basically close to droppable. I toyed around with it. He was my third running back on a team. He was my flex position, and he was so bad that I was putting in I was putting in no-name guys to try to get a charge out of my lineup. And then, for whatever the reason, uh, after the... Um, after the bye week, he turned it up several notches and put together a nice stretch to finish the season. And that was on the worst team, uh, the worst football team in the NFL. Um, Cincinnati will have a new quarterback this year. Presumably, it'll be Joe Burrow, uh, but that remains to be seen. There is talk about uh, him not wanting to play for Cincinnati, so we'll see if they trade out of that. That's something that I guess will build throughout the week. Um, but I still look for Mixon to have a good chance to finish close to the top five. Talent, he's there. He can catch the football. Um, I wasn't really a fan uh, before uh, for for a multitude of reasons. But after looking at the film, he passes the test. Joe Mixon is a good football player. Um, I will be happy to roster him in 2020. And if I have to take him as my number one, if I can get a really solid superstar wide receiver and then come back with Mixon as my my first running back, you could sign me up for that. That's a good way to build a, to start building the uh, the team for next year. Um, now, number nine is where I'm going to have a lot to say because I'm very opinionated on this. I think it's overblown and I think it's ridiculous. Austin Eckler is number nine on the ADP list. Yeah, I'm going to leave that out there for a second. Yes, I'm aware. Um, I know he finished in the top five last season, uh, even with Melvin Gordon coming back and playing a handful of games after his holdout, but. I mean, hear me out here. Philip Rivers is gone. Tyrod Taylor comes in. Um, and Eckler is arguably the man in the backfield. Sure, Justin Jackson's there, but he's not in, He's not going to be stealing any thunder from Eckler. They're basically the same build, same type of running back. You can look at this in one of two ways. Now, maybe Taylor dishes uh, to the running back more than Rivers, so that raises Eckler's value, uh, who has shown his ability to catch passes over his career. Or... Since Tyrod Taylor likes to run, I think it's more likely that he'll steal some yardage, some opportunities from Eckler and any other running back that's involved in that equation, and he will vulture TDs from Eckler as well. I am not anywhere near as high as uh, the ADP is on Eckler. I would have him down, if I was doing a spot ranking right now, I'd have him somewhere around 15, 16, um, give or take. And we'll, we'll get into that more once the draft hits and I see where everybody lands and we'll just reassess it. But um, I, I am there's no way, no scenario that I can come up with uh, where I am going to take him at this position. I think he's going way too early. Give me a wide receiver 
and I will grab Kenyon Drake, as I mentioned before, or Todd Gurley or David Johnson as my first running back. All of them, I think, will finish better than Eckler when the smoke clears next year. So thoughts about this? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. Send me an email, FFKnowItAll at gmail.com. I definitely want to hear from you so um, we can get into a discussion about it. Um, Moving on to number 10. 10 is a guy that I absolutely love. Um, His running style and skill set sets him up for success. Um, Now, as I say that, what could go wrong, you ask? And I haven't even mentioned his name. One word, Browns. So I'm talking about Nick Chubb. Um, The Browns find a way to screw up everything they touch. So uh, I can give examples. I don't feel I really need to, but I'm going to. Kareem Hunt is still in the mix for one more season, and he's going to demand touches. Um, Odell Baby Jr., and I did say that uh, the way I meant to say it, is going to start squawking about his opportunities because I'm sure he's not happy. Um, he'll, He'll be complaining by week two, and it'll be a dumpster fire in Cleveland like it is every year. So I am having trouble with this because I love Nick Chubb. I think he's a talented player with an opportunity, if he was a three-down, bona fide three-down back, to lead the league in rushing. He could be the number one overall pick next year if given that opportunity. I don't think it's going to happen. So um, given the fact that I love the talent but don't like the situation, I'm willing to take a chance as a running back too, but that is the best it will get for my money. Um, Nick Chubb, number 10. At number 11, I mentioned this guy earlier, and the more I think about it, the more I absolutely love him. And that, of course, is Kenyon Drake. Last year, I made a bet with my former podcast partner, Donnie, that Drake would finish inside the top five. Now, yes, I know he didn't. And that's because he started his season in Miami where they didn't understand how to utilize somebody with talent. Now, obviously, when he was traded to Arizona, they saw the talent in Drake and I honestly believe that if he played all 16 games in Arizona, he would have finished inside the top five. So he's got that upside going for him. It's clear that the coaching staff likes Kenyon Drake. um, And now that they have DeAndre Hopkins there, that can spread out the defenses a little more. Christian Kirk will gain another year. He's talented. Um, Kyler Murray's going to take another step forward. I see some good things from that offense. No, I'm not sold on Kyler Murray being number four overall like people are taking him, but we're not talking about quarterback ADP right now. Um, I still am on board with uh, the Kenyon Drake Express in 2020. And rounding out the top 12 is another guy that I am absolutely high on. Josh Jacobs of the now Las Vegas Raiders. Jacobs showed last year exactly what he was capable of. He became the lead back and really the only back when he was healthy that the Raiders relied on. Sure, Jalen Richard is still in the mix there as a pass-catching running back, but I see him more as a Gio Bernard to Joe Mixon. I don't think it's going to really mess with or threaten Jacob's value as as long as he stays healthy. Um, So I look for the Raiders to really continue to improve, and as they improve, I expect Jacobs to become more and more a part of what they're building there in Las Vegas. So uh, Jacobs is another guy that I would rather have over Austin Eckler for just just to to give you an example of where I sit on this uh, on these early ADP rankings. So um, 
that finishes the uh, assessment of the top 12. Now we'll have to pay attention to the draft coming up this Thursday to see exactly if any of this changes moving forward. Um, I will have the draft recap as I had mentioned earlier so please stay tuned for that. Um, I will also get into the wide receiver early ADP rankings uh, as well as tight end, quarterback, and um, maybe even um, an overall ADP assessment moving forward. So a lot of really cool and exciting things on the horizon. Now, for those of you who listened back to when I co-hosted the Fantasy Football Project with Donnie, um, I do want to bring up the fact that uh, he will be guest hosting on a podcast called The All-American Spook Show. And um, that is a horror podcast. It can be found on all of the podcast platforms. It's on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's on Stitcher. Uh, Spotify. Um, the guys usually talk about different horror movies and they give their assessments on them. If you're a horror genre fanatic, and those of you who don't know Donnie as well as I do, that is his niche. He loves sports and he's really good at it, but um, he's definitely a horror person as well. So check it out um, if you get a chance to. It is the All American Spook Show, as I said, and the guest host on the latest podcast is none other than my former podcast partner, Donnie himself. So uh, best of luck to you, man. Um, I'll be listening. And um, you guys definitely check it out. And once again, I want to thank all of you for taking the time to allow me to um, enter your lives in, so, in whichever way I do. So hopefully you find this informative, enjoyable. Um, if you if you do or don't, I, I want to hear from you either way. Um, if you see or hear anything that I could do better, I would love the feedback. Please email me at ffknowitall at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at ffknowitall. Um, you can certainly private message me on Twitter as well if you want, or you can just blast it out there. I am open to feedback, so definitely let me know what you think as um, I am looking to improve as best I can. Um, as I said, I will come at you with uh, a draft analysis after the NFL draft is over, so most like, likely a week from today. Uh, most of my podcasts, I think, will launch on Mondays moving forward, um, and then when the season starts, it might be Tuesday morning so that I can cover all of the games, but um, we'll get to that point when we get to it. So that's going to do it for me here on the Know-It-All Fantasy Show. Um, I hope to hear from you guys soon, and uh, keep continuing to do whatever you need to do to dominate your fantasy league.